The A's lost 5-2 to the Diamondbacks last night. Drew Rosinski cannot find his velo. Jordan Diaz made a base-running blunder. Ryan Nota had a pretty nice play. And Nick Allen looks like he may be turning a corner officially. We're going to talk about that all today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 571 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about uh, the game that was last night, because uh, it it could have been worse, could have been better, could have been worse. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Nick Allen and uh, some of the takeaways that I'm seeing from him since he had his conversation with Mark Kotze. Don't know what I'm talking about. We're going to go over it. And then finally, we're going to go over this uh, this idea that my buddy Tony wrote about. And uh, A's fans seem to be on board with how to get a ballpark in Vegas while keeping the A's in Oakland. I'll explain. But uh, before we get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, thank you so much for making Locked On As your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, make sure to subscribe down below. Also, like and comment because that is how it helps the YouTube algorithm find other fans like yourself that might enjoy this here show. But uh, let's talk about this A's 5-2 loss uh, to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, good team, surprising team to a lot of people. I talked about them yesterday and how uh, I'm I'm intrigued by this team, honestly. I, they seem like fun. I don't, they weren't a ton of fun yesterday, maybe because they were playing the team that I actually like. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, they, they, they hit a couple of home runs and that was basically the game at that point. But uh, Drew Rosinski has not been doing what I thought he would do. And I think it's because he's not throwing like he thought he would. Um, so that's that's where we are right now. We're going to get into it. But last night, he went three and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up six hits, five earned runs, five walks. Those five walks were really hurtful. Um, they, they were not great. Uh, the D-backs the uh, in the first inning were really waiting on the slider. They didn't really offer at anything else, and he wasn't really able to locate his other pitchers, so they were just waiting on the slider and then swinging through it for the most part. But uh, they were sitting slider. He had to readjust some of his other pitches. That kind of led to some of the walks um, because he couldn't just throw sliders. And so uh, that that that's kind of the, the story of the game right there. He gave up a couple of two-run homers, one to Lourdes Gurriel Jr., one to Luis Perdomo. Um, and that, that was it. I did joke at some point that minus the home runs, the A's are in this game <laughs> or, or the, this is a pretty close game. Uh, and it was uh, four to nothing at that point. The A's had given up two, uh, two run home runs. So it was a tie game other than the home runs. So that was fun. Um, the A's won this game outside of the home runs, honestly. So, uh, A's 10 wins on the season. Good job, guys. <laughs> but after the game, uh, Mark Kotze mentioned it briefly, but then we talked to uh, Drew Rosinski a little bit, and he said that his velo is down. He doesn't know how to get it back. He was like, if you guys have any ideas, let me know, because I'm trying everything. And uh, he, he seemed a little, not like frustrated, like, ah, but like, 
what's going on? Like, confused by the entire situation. He says that he's never thrown this slow before. He's always thrown... I mean, maybe not like when he was a baby. But, uh... <laughs> but I assume that uh, he, he's been throwing this way since uh, high school, at least college. He's been doing this for a while. Uh, he topped out last night at 89.5 miles per hour on his fastball. Uh, he averaged 87.7 miles per hour on his fastball. And uh, you could see that being very confusing if you're used to throwing low 90s uh, or, you know, something like that. So uh, it's it's a frustrating time. He's trying to figure it out. He's he's as confused as everybody. I, I really thought that, you know, that the, he would have a better start than this. Um, I still think that there's room. If, if he gets a little bit, a couple of ticks back on velocity, um, I think that that would help a lot. But I think that it's, you know, it, it could be the pitch clock, honestly. That's that's my going theory right now. I have not uh, gone and asked anybody. I'm like, hey, do you think that the pitch clock's having any effect? Because there's less time to, like, get some of the, the juices. You can't, like, walk around and, like, get make sure that your arm's ready to go throw a pitch 92 miles an hour. Uh, you got to you gotta rip it and rip it, as they like to say. So uh, that's my guess. Pitch clock. And I, I think that... There's not really anything in season you can do for that. It's more of like an off-season strengthening thing, um, and so that might be something that he has to do uh, in the off-season. Um, he does have a team option for next year. Whether or not that gets picked up, we will see. But uh, there's still lots of season left, so uh, he's a very nice guy. I hope that he sticks around. He's delightful. Uh, let's talk about something nice. Ryan Noda's uh, play. <laughs> over at first base and hit him in the heel of the glove. He was trying to backhand it, hit him in the heel, went to his right. Uh, his right? Is that right? Yes, it was his right. Um, and it, it was over in foul territory, over by the, on, on the first base side. And he just picks it up and shovels it between his legs to Adrian Martinez, who was covering. And he was covering like into foul territory like a first baseman. That's how you do it, folks. Um, obviously, that play was all instinct. Uh, but... <laughs> He saw us coming, he's like, oh, so we're, we're going to talk about the cool play? All right, let's go. <laughs> and that's the delightful guy that Ryan Noda is. Um, I, I hope that he's around for a while because he's he's a good time. Um, he's He also voiced that he still believes that this team's going to turn it around, that they have wins in wins coming uh, and all that stuff. And he, he's still optimistic about, you know, this group of guys. And that's that's pretty cool because uh, he wants to win. You can see he wants to win some games. And so he's trying uh, very hard. Um, Jordan Diaz also had a, a, a weird play in this one. He, uh, Jace Peterson, bottom of the eighth, let off, home run, big home run. And uh, that was pretty cool. He's been having a good month of May. Like I said, he might. Not like an outstanding month, but he's doing fine. He's got a couple of dingers. His batting average is better. His on-base percentage is better. He's doing okay. They're in line with his career norms. I'm not going to be mad at him for not having a career year while uh, just over 2,000 people are going to games. That's fine. Um, but he started off with a home run. Diaz are now in it. They're 5-2. to two. Jordan Diaz walks. And then uh, there, there's a hit in there at some point. And then uh, for some reason, uh, Esteri Ruiz, he, he didn't get a hit one, which is weird. There was a runner on second, and uh, that's automatic for him. That that runner always scores when he's up at bat. Uh, but he, he had a little bloop to shortstop, and it was like into the outfield grass. 
But Jordan Diaz sees that at second base and just takes off. He was around third when the ball just fell into the the, the shortstop's glove. And I was, I was like, there's zero outs, right? What's, what? Everybody was very confused on social media and the press box were like, why? Okay. Um, Mark Kotze said that after the game that he got a bad read on it and he thought that it was going to drop. And so it, it, it was a mistake, obviously. Um, learning experience and all that stuff. But yeah, that was a, that, that was definitely an interesting play for sure. Um, I'm sure he'll, he won't do that again. He's, He's been really good. This is something that happens, I think. Uh, you, get, you get out of focus and stuff. So, um, it's all right. Were the A's necessarily going to win the game? I don't know. But if he doesn't do that, then the A's, uh, the next better, uh, Ryan Oda walked. So, the A's would have had bases loaded with one out and Brent Rooker at the dish in a three-run game. Could have been more interesting. Could have been an interesting ending uh, with uh, the best turner in baseball up with the bases loaded. I don't know. Could have been fun, but uh, didn't happen that way. Oh, well. Uh, one other takeaway here was the bullpen was very solid in this game in relief of Drew Rosinski. Uh Sam Long went two and a third. He was solid. Um, and if the A's can get you know some good lefties going, uh, Kirk Kirby Snead, is, he's throwing bullpens. Timeline for him is still uh, unclear, but he's... He's back on the mound throwing, so he could be back at some point soon. Uh, maybe not soon, maybe like in a month. Uh, but that'd be pretty cool. He's He's been around the team. He's He's been part of this club. Uh, but the bullpen overall went five and a third innings pitched, four hits allowed, walked one, struck out six. Nice performance from the bullpen. A couple of lefties. Uh, Love Lady also uh, got got a full inning of work. and So I'm, in, I'm intrigued by tonight's starter Kyle Muller because he's a lefty and the Diamondbacks didn't do a whole lot of damage against the, the lefty relievers last night or the right. They didn't do any damage against the, the bullpen either. They did all their damage against Drew Rosinski. And uh, I, I'm intrigued to see if it's a left-handed thing. I, I didn't bother to look it up. I just want to hope. And so that's what we're going to do uh, for tonight's game. But uh, coming up, oh, just one last thing. I did talk to Don Fletcher, Dominic, Dominic Fletcher. And uh, I I asked him if he had talked to his brother about how to face the A's, if he had any insights. And he's like, I, I haven't talked to him. Uh, I, I didn't talk to him yesterday. Maybe I'll shoot him a text before the game. And then he, he I think he doubled <laughs> in his first at-bat. And uh, I, I tweeted out uh, that he is continuing the, the legacy of the Fletcher family of batting a 1,000 against the A's. He ended up going, uh, I believe it was one for five. One for four? I don't know. I threw away uh, my, my my scoring sheet because whatever. <laughs> Anyways, it was a fun game uh, overall. It was a good experience. I had a, had a good time. But uh, you know who else is having a good time? It's Nick Allen. And that's because he's uh, he's getting those Nicky knocks, as Dallas Braden likes to say. So we're going to talk about uh, Nick Allen swinging the bat pretty well and why I think it might be able to be for real. So stay locked in, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I was talking to somebody in the press box yesterday, and they said that they were at a festival, a music festival in Las Vegas over the weekend, and that they are going to the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento in October. And so I just started inviting 
everybody in the press box. Martini Gallegos, Matt Kawahara, Jessica Kleinschmidt. Uh, so in theory, we're all going to go see Limp Biscuit at the Aftershock Festival. And you know how we're going to get those tickets? Through the Game Time app. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. I can get them now or I could wait until October 1st and get them then because that is what Game Time is great at. You can get exclusive flash deals for tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. What else could there be? They have everything. The Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You can catch all the action on the SiriusXM app with the hometown broadcast. You got Vince, you got Johnny, you got Ken. You can listen to them all on the SXM app. Just download the SXM app, search for athletics, and then you can hear your favorite broadcast from there. The A's are taking on the Diamondbacks tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, also, thank you so much for making Locked Eyes your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. But uh, let's talk about Nick Allen. Nick Allen, what he got called back up. Uh, he, he started the season one for 16. Was not great. Uh, when he got called back up, he was playing sporadically at that point, too. That should, I, that's a caveat. I threw that in there for you. Uh, when he got called back up, Marcotte said that the, the plan is for Nick Allen to play shortstop every day. He's going to get regular playing time because he's been hitting the ball well in Las Vegas. He's got some of his confidence back. We're going to throw him in. We're, we want him to be a successful big leaguer, and so that's that's been the plan. Um, then... Uh, he's been kind of struggling a little bit. He hadn't been doing what, you know, I, I think all of us would ha had hoped. So, uh, Mark, Mark Katze, Nick Allen, they had a conversation. Um, mostly like, hey, what's your approach at the plate? What, what are you trying to do? Um, and some of that. Uh, and that this occurred on Wednesday in New York. So it's been almost a week since this conversation. And uh, in, in the time that has passed since that conversation... Uh, he is 6-for-17 with six singles and two strikeouts. That's pretty good. That's better than a 333 average by some amount. Um, and so, yeah, he, he's his approach at the plate is different somehow. Marcotte did not want to tell us what it is. It, it's not a physical thing. It is a mental thing. And so it's ha like what pitches he's attacking or something of that nature. I'm, I'm looking I'm trying to figure it out. Um, so far, it's eluding me. But that is, uh, that's what's going on right now with Nick Allen. He had a conversation. It looks as though the immediate returns are saying, yes, this is great. Um, singles work for Nick Allen. That's that's fine. Just keep, the, keep, it, keep it rolling. Just get on base. You know, like Moneyball. Um, in May, he's hitting fastballs. The hardest he has ever hit fastballs in any month up until this point. Granted, we are halfway through this month. I understand that. But 
He's, he's hitting them a lot harder, so I, I'm inclined to believe that it's a real thing. He's hitting them at 88.2 miles per hour, which is roughly league average. Um, and he, he, there's a lot of like 79s in there for previous months for fastballs. And uh, I think he had gone up to as high as like 82. So he, he's beating it by a wide margin is what I'm trying to say here. And so he's, he's hitting fastballs well, and he's hitting them at a nice launch angle. I know that people don't like analytics necessarily, but we're going to talk about him for a second anyway. He's hitting him at 88.2 miles an hour, launch angle of 13 degrees. The launch angle is also one of the best ones that he said. He's had like an 11 before, but uh, I think in the previous, um, in, in April, he was launching him at 27 degrees at you know, 82 miles an hour. And that's uh, too high and not hard enough for it to do any damage. Those are lazy pop flies. Um, and so that is, you have to find the right balance with your swing. And he's doing that right now. The expected batting average, or I guess the batting average on those balls, uh, not necessarily Nick Allen's, but uh, the ones that are 88.2 miles per hour with a 13 degree launch angle has a, let's say expected batting average of 923. 78% of those are, are singles. I That's fine. Nick Allen just needs singles. He doesn't need to be clubbing dingers all the time. Ball in the gap would be nice, but singles, those are great. Nick Allen, give me all the singles. Hit 370 and give me all singles. I don't care. All singles. Because it keeps the line moving. And uh, you know, maybe he can get on get on if you can get on second base or push somebody to second base, and then Ruiz comes up, oh. Game over game over. I love it. Um, so coming into the month, Nick Allen in his career, this is according to StatCast, was two for 29 versus off-speed pitches. Uh, that's not great. That, that That's arguably bad. But this month in May, he has already surpassed that career hit total on off-speed pitches. He is three for seven. That's almost a 500 batting average. I think it's 429. Uh, that, that's pretty solid. These are little improvements that we're seeing, like hitting the ball harder and being able to hit off-speed pitches more consistently. Those are good things. I, 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 I want to say that maybe it's, hey, go attack uh, fastballs and off-speed pitches. Go do that. Yeah, hunt your pitch. Do whatever you're going to do. Uh, and also just put a good swing on them. That's... That's what Mark Kotze definitely told him. Um, so that's that's where we are right now. And I am choosing to believe that this is a new version of Nick Allen. I, I think it could be. I'm intrigued by this late version or this latest version of Nick Allen. And I want to see what he does against, uh, you know, some more pitching because it's a small sample size right now. What do we got? Five games. I want to see more games from Nick Allen. He's also had uh, a hit in three of the five games and Two of those games were uh, multi-hit games, so he, he's doing it in spurts, but he's doing it, and so that's that's all I really want to see. I just want to see Nick Allen do it. We're seeing him do it. Anyways, uh, coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about my friend Tony Fry's idea for Major League Baseball. Probably won't happen, but uh, it's a pretty good idea, and I want to share it, so here we go. The A's are taking on the Diamondbacks tonight. You got Kyle Muller going up against somebody. 
Um, and so if you want to catch that game, you can download the Sirius XM app. Just download the SXM app, search for athletics, and then you can listen to the hometown broadcast with Johnny and Vince and Ken. And uh, maybe they're going to be uh, going back and forth. I don't know if Ken Korak's off tonight or not. Um, he was off scheduled off day on Monday. Um, and so Johnny and Vince were going back and forth between uh, radio and TV. And uh, that, that seemed like a fun day for everybody. But uh Good times. Anyways, thank you so much for making Locked Out as your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, make sure to subscribe, uh, if, especially if you made it this far, because, oh, man, just a gem of a show. Um, also, make sure to like and comment down below, because that is how the YouTube algorithm helps find other fans that might also enjoy this show. Um, but let's talk about my, my buddy, Tony. You may know him uh, from... The owner and operator, uh, the managing editor, I don't know. Uh, he, he runs Hero Habit currently, but I met him roughly a decade ago when we were uh, working at uh, Fansided for Swingin' A's. It's no longer the name of that of the A's blog anymore, but uh, we, we started a while ago with Swingin' A's, or as Sean Doolittle, or it might have been Aaron, I'm not sure which, but uh, they, they called it Swinginas, and uh, that stuck. Every time I see swinging A's now, I'm like, uh, I think that it was just too close. The, 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 the font wasn't great is what happened there, but that, that has stuck with me in perpetuity. Uh, anyways, so I, I go a little, uh, I go back with Tony a little bit. And so we know each other and he likes to write things that are insightful and, you know, like outside of the box thinking. And so he wrote this idea for Major League Baseball that uh, people, Ace fans, seem to love. It's a great idea, honestly. Uh, will it ever happen? Probably not, because uh, baseball, as he says in the article, doesn't have creative bones in their body. And so um, I'm not expecting it to happen, but I just wanted to say, hey, cool idea. Give my buddy a shout out. Here is the idea. Major League Baseball, not uh, not the A's, but the entity of Major League Baseball, run by Mob, Rob Manfred. They mob <laughs> because he's like a mob boss. Anyways, Rob Manfred builds a ballpark in Las Vegas. They could pick wherever they want to. If they want it to be at the Tropicana site, great. Wherever they want it to be, you build a ballpark in Las Vegas. No, There's no home team for this ballpark. It is a destination ballpark where the, the main source of its use would be hosting a weekend series. You pick two teams every weekend, and uh, you can pull from two different fan bases as a destination weekend. And, like, say it's the, the A's and Reds, or because that's who they played in Vegas uh, in spring training. You get those two teams, and they go play in Vegas for a weekend. For a weekend. The A's aren't relocated. They get to go play in this new ballpark in Las Vegas for a weekend. And uh, then you also get, you know, so you get A's fans going. You get Reds fans going. Uh, you can have your MLB shop that has all of the merchandise for all the teams or whatever. And uh, it, it'd be a great way to grow the game and also get people to go to Vegas because Vegas is a destination city. It's not a let's sit here forever on a Tuesday and watch the, this relocated team and the Royals play a game in a 115 degree heat. It's not necessarily that kind of city. Um, so I like the idea. He also suggested that uh, you could use 
the the ballpark site for uh, All Star Weekend, which would be fun. You get it, it's I mean, a lot of people do that anyway, where they they just flood wherever the All Star game is, and uh, it, it's kind of a tourist destination anyway from year to year. But it could always be Las Vegas because they're used to it, I guess. Uh, you could also use the uh, the Vegas ballpark, not where the aviators play, but the new one uh, for the AAA championship game or series. And that would be a lot of fun as well. There, there's some other ideas in there, but I, I like where this was going. And uh, he also says it's 26 weeks of events featuring Major League Baseball and bringing in fans from all across the country. And that would be a, a pretty cool idea as opposed to needing. I mean, you could get some of the tourists, that, some of the... Uh, the locals that come when their actual team, like the Yankees or the Phillies, are, they'll go to those games. But I don't know that they're going to be going to a Las Vegas A's game. That seems weird. It's not their team. They're not affiliated with that team. So I like this idea a lot. And I think that Tony did some, some good work in this one. So go check it out over at HeroHabit.com. Um, also give him a shout out. I think it's just at Tony Fry. Might be an underscore in there. I don't know his handle. I just uh, DM them mostly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's all that I got for you guys today on tomorrow's show. Hopefully, we're going to be talking about Kyle Muller's domination of the Arizona Diamondbacks and uh, Nikki Knox knocking in some more knocks. Um, so that's what we're doing on tomorrow's show. Uh, and, you know, whatever other wild things happen, hopefully Jordan Diaz doesn't just break for a home on a shallow fly ball. Uh, that'd be great. On a bloop, shallow fly ball makes it sound like there was a chance of it not being caught. It was a bloop. Um, no, it was a routine pop-up. That's the one. That's what I was going for. Bloop also sounded like it was going to be caught. It was a routine pop-up. And so that was a wild, wild play. But we also got to see Ryan Noda throw a ball between his legs and get the runner out at first. So that was pretty cool. Um, fun game. Whatever. Uh, baseball's still a good time. Occasionally. So that's where we are. But... Uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Make sure to uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. Uh, that's all for me today, though. So uh, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I'll talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.